everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Bonneth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 12th edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year, we'll hear from art professor Janice Wunderlich. She has a fantastic exhibit that is currently on display in both the Everett Gallery as well as online. And we'll meet Dr. Harvey Eccles. He's the newest member of the Monmouth College Board of Trustees, and he's a longtime loyal alumnus of the college. When Monmouth art professor Janice Wunderlich won Best of Show for a ceramic piece at a national juried exhibition last fall, she said the piece depicted a way to rise above. Now, more than a year later, she has built an entire exhibit around that theme. The name of the fantastic exhibit she has on display right now at Monmouth is called Still I Rise. It opened October 19 in the college's Lynn G. Everett Gallery, which of course is in the Hughes Library, and it will be on display through November 19. You can also view the exhibit online. There's a link to it in the news story by my colleague Barry McNamara, and that story can be found in the news and events section of the new and much improved Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. As Janice says, the pieces in her exhibit reflect her move to a new location in the Midwest, as well as a line from a poem by the late Maya Angelou. Working on this theme probably for the past um, three to four years, and it actually coincides with my journey and my new movement to this part of the Midwest, moving from Ohio to Illinois. Um, it sort of documents my emotional journey as I packed up from a place where I've lived for a very long time and moved to a new place and also um, kind of a new beginning in my life, a new start to my life. And um, I definitely address the emotional um, intensity, I guess, of moving to a new location, um, starting a new identity in some ways. Um, And so uh, definitely uh, discuss that in my work. I also talk a lot about Um, the transition of um, my children growing up and I'm no longer um, taking care of them full time. And so there's definitely a lot of sort of birds leaving the nest or um, children becoming independent. Those sorts of themes are definitely prevalent in the work that I'm making. Um, I really went with the theme of resilience and sort of building a new life, um, rising above things that are difficult rising above the negative uh, is definitely a theme that I came up with. And I really connected with a poem by Maya Angelou, uh, where is, um, that is where I get the title for the exhibition, Still I Rise. I wanted to, uh, I feel that the depth of emotion, the power of emotion in that poem, and I, I felt like it really um, channeled emotion. Janice says that the images are often the first thing that come to her mind when she's working on an exhibit. A theme often emerges later, or sometimes it's discovered or just stumbled upon. You know, for me as an artist, as I work, 
Um, I'm constantly thinking about ideas, visual ideas, and how to weave them into a composition, um, both in my sculpture and in my painting. And I really think that in this case, um, I started to see images pop up and they arose and they were, I would see them both two-dimensionally and three-dimensionally and I ponder their relevance in my life. Um, so really for me in many ways, the image comes first and I think about why I'm drawn to boats, why I'm drawn to animalistic figures, why I'm drawn to floating women and um, I think about those and I realize that they have um, deep meaning to me and I realize that they sort of mirror um, adventures and situations in my own life. They mirror my emotions. I'm very connected to emotion and to um, my dream state and um, I really feel like those come up visually in my work without without me sort of working at it um, and and um, pre-planning it a whole lot. And then I, I sort of step back and I think, what does this mean? And um, what am I seeing as a theme? And I realized that over a time after, you know, eight or nine sculptures and four or five paintings that I had some really um, consistent imagery that I was seeing and I was, and then I started to look a little more closely and realized that I was speaking to some perhaps um, bigger universal truths or um, a, a definite dominant theme in my work. And I, I think emotionally in my life, I was looking for resilience. I was looking for positivity to cling on to. So being able to see those arise in my work is very important to me. But there's a constant assessment that I'm doing as I look at my work. I'm thinking, what does this mean? You know, where is this coming from? And part of it is obviously me generating it. I mean, I work really hard for several hours every day on my on my work. So I, I'm extremely focused on it. And it's not like I'm in a dream state when I'm doing the work. But it's almost like once it travels through me, I stand back and I look at it almost as an observer um, trying to sort of take in what is happening. And um, and I see things happen on the canvas and in my sculptures that I don't, that I feel like are, are more mature than what I can make. <laughs> and so I, I love when that happens. That's always, you know, successful for me when that does happen. But, um, but it's always, I'm always surprised a little by what I do make when I come back to it later and visit it. Um, I realize that maybe there are some larger, bigger things that I'm tapping into that I didn't realize earlier were there. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're chatting with the Monmouth art professor Janice Wunderlich. Her provocative exhibit, Still I Rise, can be seen through November 19 in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery here on campus. It also can be viewed online. Janice says that when she's working on an exhibit, it benefits her momness students in numerous ways. Well, half of me really loves to create, and the other half of me really loves to share my enthusiasm with the material. And I have a deep, a deep, serious love for clay and for the material itself. I have a lot of respect for the chemistry 
and um, just the physical nature of the material. And I see a lot of wonderful dualities in the material that I bring over to, um, to the imagery. And I really love teaching that and sharing that with students and with, with anyone who will be willing to listen to me. Um, so I find that it's very easy for me and it's, a, it's really enjoyable to be able to teach that. In terms of the ideas, um, I teach a foundational art course called Art and Ideas. And we're actually, uh, one of the main things that I teach in that class is how to generate ideas. And once you have an idea, how do you make sure it's complex and mature? And how do you, how does it find its way onto a piece of paper um, in your sketchbook? And then how does it become, you know, an actualized work of art? And so we're walking through that process. And I love studying it with the students and we actually we have a textbook and it it talks about the many processes and the sequences and and styles and um and all of the layers that it takes to create a work of art and it's pretty i mean it really is academic and and scholarly we have to do our research in order to do this properly uh, both in the material itself and and the technique but also just the visual imagery we want really um layered and complex imagery and um, so I, I love working through that process with students and i find myself constantly as i'm teaching thinking about my own work and assessing my own process and um, not only am i sharing examples from my own work with students but i'm also a student right along with them and thinking and assessing you know how can i do this better and um, it's exciting for me to be right there with them in their journey of, of sort of exploring and becoming an artist. I feel like I'm sort of reinventing myself as an artist every day as well. Janice has been an extremely busy and active artist in 2020. And she says that's also helped her work in some unforeseen ways as well. Um, I've had an advantage that for the last six months, I've been able to have an exhibition um, pretty much almost every month. And I've been able to take those pieces and hang them in a place and enjoy them and, and look at the communication that's happening visually between the pieces. And then I get to move to a different space and I've had another month to create more work and I'm taking pieces out and adding pieces to it. And it changes the conversation every time I reinstall the work and I relight the show. It's uh, like a whole new, it, it's a whole new experience. And um, still some of the same core pieces and um, similar themes, but each time I mount a new exhibition, I see something new or a new feeling or conversation is created, which is very exciting. So this particular exhibition at Monmouth College is actually the first time I was able to have several pieces that I've collected and shown elsewhere. And I've been able to collect them all to one place. So it's actually the largest show I think that I've ever had. And I think um, a few of a few people who are close to me have mentioned that they feel like it's the strongest exhibition I've ever had because I'm able to have new work with the same theme that's all in one place. And the exhibition space we have on campus is really spectacular. The color of the walls, the hardwood floors, I mean, the lighting, everything is just, we are really blessed to have an excellent space there. The, at, at the uh, library, the Everett Gallery. That's Monmouth art professor Janice Wonderlich.
Her wonderful exhibit, Still I Rise, is on display in the college's Lynn G. Everett Gallery over in the Hughes Library. That's on the exhibit through November 19. You can also view the exhibit online in a very safe and socially distanced way. And there's a link to that in the news story, which is in the news and events section of the new and much improved Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. This is the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Dr. Harvey Eccles of Jacksonville, Florida, is the newest member of the Monmouth College Board of Trustees, but Harvey is no stranger to Monmouth College. He's a 1981 graduate of Monmouth, and he's been a longtime supporter of his alma mater in a variety of capacities as a volunteer, alumni board member, employee, and as a donor. Most recently, Harvey was a member of the college's Alumni Association Board. He says it's quite an honor to be named a trustee of his alma mater, and it also takes him back to when he was a Monmouth student. Being a student at Monmouth and the homecoming parade, the class of the 25-year reunion class always got to ride on a fire truck, I think it was. And I remember... um, watching a parade. I was in a couple of parades and there's always a 25 year class riding on the fire truck. And, and I always wondered, you know, who are all those old people? Uh, Cause you know, and so at my 25th year reunion for whatever reason, liability or whatever, we did not get to ride on the fire. They'd stop the fire truck ride, but we did ride on a, a, a hay rack or a cart or something along those lines with a great big sign that says 25th reunion class. And we're riding down the street, and I'm looking at all of the students lining Broadway, and, and I can see them thinking, who are all those old people? And I suddenly realized I'm, I am one of those old people, which is, which is a little sobering. But I said that to say that the, the Board of Trustees to me was sort of the same way. It was, oh, my God, these these. I, you know, not necessarily old people, but these pillars of the community, the, the, these statues and statures. And, and so it's kind of exciting uh, to be named to the board uh, and humbling because I don't consider myself to be one of those people that I looked at 25 or 30 years or so ago and said, oh, my God, you know, who are those people? Uh, but as it turns out now, I am those people. And so that's it's, it's a little interesting. It's very humbling, though. After graduating from Monmouth with a biology degree, Harvey spent a year working in the college's Office of Admission before heading to medical school at Southern Illinois University School of Medicine. He completed his residency at Cook County Hospital in his hometown of Chicago and a sports medicine fellowship at Midwestern University in Illinois. Currently, the CEO of Sheffield Medical Legal Consultants. Harvey says that his time at Monmouth had a profound impact on him. The difference between 18 and 22 is probably the biggest four-year difference in anybody's life or in most people's life. I can't, I, I, that's too much of a blanket statement to say anybody. But I showed up at Monmouth College as an 18-year-old um, highly dependent on 
my environment for taking care of me. And I left as a 22-year-old with a job and now taking care of my environment. So what I learned and experienced at Monmouth is largely responsible for sending me on my way with, with a, a system of thought processes. The values were there. They were instilled by my parents as I was growing up. So, so I left Monmouth with the same values I had when I arrived. But Monmouth served to, to form some thought processes as to how I approached what I did. So, and that has lasted me throughout the, the entirety of, of my professional life. Harvey also recalls a conversation with a fellow Monmouth trustee about how the college helped shape young people and give them direction. I was speaking to uh, one of the other uh, board of trustee members right after I, I was notified that I had been selected. And uh, he was, he is a, he was a mentor of mine, mentee of mine, uh, years and years and years ago. And when, when I was a newly minted physician, or I was, maybe I was in practice for two or three years, and he was a student at Monmouth at the time. And I was talking to him and I said, you can, you can say, I can honestly say that Monmouth has made me who I am today. Now, the same could be said if I had gone to ABC College or XYZ University. I would probably say the same thing because that's where I spent those years from 18 to 22. But I didn't. I spent them at Monmouth College. And so Monmouth College is largely responsible for a great deal of the person that I am today and, and the the thought systems that I refined to some degree at Monmouth, as I said, I have used with me throughout the, the rest of my professional life and continue to use them today. I would be hard pressed to tell you one thought process that I, that I know that I developed at Monmouth, but what I can say again is Monmouth College is, is the reason for, a lot of the reason for why I am where I am. And so I don't think there is a specific thought process, but there are processes in terms of the way I think that I continue to use. You're listening to the 1853 podcast. I'm Dwayne Bonifer, the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and we're talking with Dr. Harvey Eccles, a member of the Monmouth class of 1981 and the newest member of the college's board of trustees. You can read more about Harvey in the news and events section of the new and much improved Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. Monmouth has a very strong board of trustees, and one reason for that is because many of the board members are graduates of the college, which Harvey says means something extra special to him. As an alum, it is a, a special, there's a special set of responsibilities for me above and beyond the responsibilities of a board member who's not an alum of Monmouth. And I don't mean in any way to negate the responsibilities of Monmouth College board members who are not alums. But when I hear Monmouth College, there's a certain spark in my heart that I don't know that everybody feels. Um, there are other colleges in Illinois 
similar in size, similar in structure, similar in, in, in experience. And if somebody mentions one of the, the name of one of those colleges, I go, oh, okay, so-and-so college. And that's all that it means. But if somebody mentions Monmouth College, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes flooding back to me. And so to be named as a trustee of Monmouth College is really something special because now I get to, this is part of my give back. This is how I help to repay Monmouth for all that Monmouth has given me is to make sure that Monmouth is around to give the experience I had to whoever comes for however long a time period that Monmouth is in existence. When Harvey was a Monmouth student, he was a member of Delta Omega Gamma Fraternity, the College Concert Choir, and Crimson Mask. He also played baseball for the Scots under legendary coach Terry Glasgow. Uh, well, I, I went to college as a shortstop, but we had a pretty all-world shortstop when I got there. And there was a guy who came in the year behind me who was a pretty all-world shortstop. I wound up playing second base because the option was play shortstop and watch other guys play or play second base and maybe get on the field every now and again. And, and you know, make no mistake about it. I was never in danger of playing minor league baseball. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't going to happen. So I was a proud member of the Monmouth College baseball team, but I was not a proud star of the Monmouth College baseball team. Coach Glasgow was my coach four years in college. We did really well. My, my senior year, we went to the Little College World Series and uh, in, in Ada, Ohio, which was, which was actually pretty cool. Um, and so that was, that was my first experience with sort of, you know, over-the-road athletic travel. That became a part of the experience of Monmouth College. And so while I'm very proud of that and very pleased of that, that isn't, I don't, that wasn't the highlight of my life. I didn't, and, and my parents were, were, were quick to point out that, that, that this is a really big deal now. But 10 years from now, if this is still a really big deal, then you've missed out on a whole lot of life experiences. And so I've, I've tried to, to keep that attitude and realize that this makes for some phenomenal memories. Uh, uh, it makes for a couple of really good stories. But again, as I said before, the best is yet to come. The journey continues. That's 1981 Monmouth College graduate, Dr. Harvey Eccles. He's the newest member of the college's August Board of Trustees. You can read more about him in the news and events section of the much-improved Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. And that's going to be a 30 for this 12th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.